preach to me, Elder Godair. God bless you. Come and take your liberty. Let's all give God praise. Can we do that, everybody? In the name of Jesus, we love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Oh, come on. Let's just thank you for his goodness, his mercy, for the privilege to be in his house tonight, to feel his presence, to feel his power. Praise God. You're worthy of all praise, God. You're worthy of all praise. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's so good to be here again at Truth Church on this Sunday and uh, to worship, lift up the name of the Lord. And uh, in the service this morning and tonight, good spirit of the Lord, good presence of God. And i just uh, thankful when to get together with God's people. Lift up the name of the Lord. And when you see people's hearted to it, they're worshiping and they're praising God. It's always right. It feels good. Hallelujah. And I don't think we should ever be intimidated by what somebody else might think sometimes. Because it's obvious that the world don't care what people think. Because they what they believe in, they support. And what they believe in, they get behind. And they'll give it all they've got. Oh, yes. And, and you're, you're, you're from sports country just like I am in North Carolina. And they don't mind painting their faces certain colors. And uh, dyeing their hair certain colors, putting certain colored clothes on because it represents the team. It represents the team. Well, we're, we represent a different team. Praise God. It's called the bride of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I think we ought to let everybody know whose side we're on. Whose side we're on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I believe that we do that in our spirit. Our talk, our action, our conduct, our dress, and everything else about us. I think it makes a statement to those around us whose side we're on. Hallelujah. It's so good to be with you tonight and uh, in this service and this weekend. Thank you again, um, Elder and, and Sister Riggin, for your kindness and uh, for your uh, just a good fellowship that we've had. But again, the nice room and everything, the good meals, and the, today was just uh, it was just a home run. Praise God. What a great meal we had today, and thank you so very much for that. Hallelujah. And, uh, and also, you know, just, uh, just about, I don't know, maybe a month ago or something like that, Elder Riggin and his wife came in to our, our church service on a Tuesday night. And I know how it is a lot of times when you're going to visit family, visit his daughter and son-in-law and all that. You know, you just kind of want to have family time, and, and you're not going there to preach or whatever. And you, because you do, you do that here all the time. Hallelujah. But, uh, they walked in and, uh, I saw him sitting back there at the back and, uh, and I said, I know what he's doing. He's trying to sneak in here. He's trying to sneak in here. Hallelujah. But I made my way back to him and I said, Elder, we're so glad you're here. And I said, we want you to preach tonight. We want you to preach. And he said, I didn't come to preach. I said, Oh yeah, we want you to preach. Hallelujah. You can do it. You got it in you. You got it in you. Praise God. You don't, you don't even have to plan for it. It's in you. Praise God. And I'm telling you, church, he preached to us and the Holy Ghost moved. We had a Holy Ghost time in there. People responded to the word of God. It was awesome. Praise God. It was awesome. And, uh, after he got through preaching that night, I just made mention at the close of the service, I said, you know, I said, uh, Elder Riggin and his wife and, and been involved in, in, um, missions work for years in, in different countries in Africa. And I said, we, I've given them offerings 
uh, at, at time or two in, uh, in some of their uh, endeavors of Africa. But I said, you know, we, let's just uh, let's just receive an offering here. It wasn't planned or anything. It wasn't uh, sure. wasn't nothing uh, uh, pressured anybody. I just said, if you got an offering you'd like to give the the work in, in Africa and the, the mission causes are just coming, just lay it up on off. What have you feel? It's what have you feel? And uh, so people started. Uh, bringing it, and you know how it is on midweek. Sometimes people weren't prepared for it. They said, can we bring it this weekend? I said, oh, of course, of course. And um, so I told Elder, I said, uh, I'm going to be out your way in a few weeks, so we'll bring you the check. We'll bring the check. And so I got the check here tonight. Hallelujah for the work and the missions in Africa of $5,000. Praise God. And I want to give it to you tonight. Praise God. Love you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. And it came in. It came in. Praise God. That night, what people gave that following weekend, hallelujah, $5,000. And I hope it will be a blessing. And I pray that it will to the, to the, to the different countries in Africa where they go to work. Praise God. Everybody say amen. Let's give God praise again. Can we do that? Praise God. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Glory, 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 glory. I love you, God. I love you, God. Praise God. Praise God. It's also good to meet you, Pastor Hilton. Good to meet you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Enjoyed what you had to say and the spirit of it. Everybody say amen. Let's open our Bibles while you're standing. And we'll go to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7. For our scripture reading, we're going to read verse 12 down through verse 16. Praise God. I want you to notice the reading of God's word tonight. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 12 through verse 16. And uh, familiar course, passage of scripture. And here's how it reads in verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself. For a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven. That there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts. To devour the land. Or if I send pestilence. Among my people. If my people. Which are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open. And my ears attend unto the prayer. That is made in this place. For now have I chosen. And sanctified this house. That my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart. Shall be there perpetually. Everybody say amen. Praise God. If you notice there. There were several ifs. Ifs. So some things are predicated on if. Hallelujah. And uh, so he said though, when it came on down, that if my people, which are called by my name, verse 14, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, then, everybody say then, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Everybody say amen. I want to preach for a little while on this subject. If you don't, God won't. If you don't, 
God won't. Let's give God praise for his word. Can we do that, everybody? In the name of Jesus. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Come on. Let's lift it up right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. Hallelujah. And you may be seated. When you begin to study God's word, his holy word, from front to the back, cover to cover, from Genesis 1 to Revelation chapter 22, I believe you will find that it's an unmistakable fact that God gives his promises and blessings on conditions. On conditions. Praise God. As he did here in this passage of scripture. So whether you study in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, the passages verify this truth. That God will not provide for us if we will not do what he's asked us to do. Praise God. You know, the Bible says that we can be forgiven. But it says we must first repent. Repent. Hallelujah. He's not going to forgive us if we don't repent of our sins. Uh, And the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. So that lets me know if I ask, I can receive. If I seek, I can find. If I knock, the door is going to be open. But if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. Oh, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And so uh, I've heard people say, well, you know, this is just what I've got to do. I have no choice. Yeah, we got choices. We're all free moral agents. And the Bible says, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And so if you want to walk out here tonight and turn your back on God, you can do that. Praise God. The only predestination in the Bible is the church. The church is predestined. But you have a choice to make. You're not forced to be a Christian or forced to be a sinner. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, even we find this truth is observed in the book of Revelation. When you begin to begin to read the first few chapters of the book of Revelation, Jesus deals with the Laodicean church. And Jesus said to them in Revelation 3 and 20, notice this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Notice this. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice. And will open the door. I will come to him. You know what you see right there? All of this is clearly conditional. He said, I'm at your door. I'm there. But he said, it's up to you to hear it. It's up to you to open the door up and welcome me in. I'm not going to force the door. I'm not going to knock the door down. I'm knocking on it. I'm letting you know I'm here. I'm close. I'm close by. But it's up to you whether you hear the knock and whether you open the door. But if you hear it and open the door, he said, I will come in to you and I will bless you. And you can have my presence and you can have my fellowship if you will open the door. Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. I believe God loves everybody in this church. I have no doubt about that. He loves every one of us. You say, you don't know my background. Doesn't matter. You don't know my past. Doesn't matter. He died for the whole world. He gave his life for you. And he loves everybody that's in this sanctuary tonight. But Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 says, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, if you're going to get rest and you're going to get forgiveness, he said you got to come first. You got to come. Hallelujah. Did you ever notice in scripture that God does not go around running people down? Chasing them? You gotta follow me. You gotta follow me. No, we even in, see it in the parable of the prodigal son. When the prodigal left home, you never read scripture where the father went chasing after him. And where the father went looking for him. No, all the father did was leave the door open. Praise God. And one day he looked out the door down the dusty lane and he saw something coming his way and he said, I believe I recognize that walk. I believe, I believe I know that person that's coming down the dusty road right there. Yeah, that's my son who was lost is found. He's coming back home. Hey, there's people around Olathe tonight in this entire area and they've walked away, but the doors of the church is still open. And we're saying, come and die. The master calleth, come and die. The church doors are open for whosoever will. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so these scriptures lets us know if we're going to find rest, we must come to him. If we don't, he won't. There's not going to be rest for us unless we obey the word. Unless we follow the condition that he's put there before us. If we obey the Lord's call and if we come to him, he's going to lift that heavy load. Praise God. He's going to forgive us of our sins. And he's going to put us in a place where it's going to be right. It's going to be right. It's going to feel right. It's going to be right. Did you know there's people all over this area tonight that's looking for the right place? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I made mention of this morning after the pandemic and everything else, some churches have just basically shut down and uh, and they're just kind of going through a form. But you know what? We've got to have more than a form and, and just, a, just a little, uh, just a service online that somebody can glance at. we got to have a church house where they can feel the power, where they are welcome to come. Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the worst thing that's happened through all this pandemic is the spirit of fear that it's brought into our nation, into our world. I believe the fears a lot of times is worse than the virus. And people are so fearful. Hallelujah. And uh, where people used to have a little warmth to them, maybe even speak to you. Hallelujah. Didn't even have to know you real good. They at least speak. And now... You'll have people uh, almost fall over trying to get away from you. Oh, yeah. Afraid that you're going to get too close to them or whatever. And so I I tell you, I believe fear is an agent of the devil. 
And faith, hallelujah, is something that we need to dwell in. And that's the place where we need to be. I'm not doubting there's a virus. I'm not doubting any of the things that's in this world tonight. We all know it's real. But I'm telling you, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Come on, let's give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 13, the Bible tells us that Jesus had compassion on a man with a withered hand. Jesus spoke to him and commanded him. Now, this is a man that's got a problem. He's got a physical condition and it's obvious. It's, it's something you can see. It's visible. And so Jesus walks into the temple. Oh, I like Jesus is so cool. He walks into the temple and he passes right by the doctors and the lawyers and all the people that used to say, hello. Oh yeah, people always giving them reverence, speaking to them. Oh yeah, these are, these are who's who around here. Praise God. And he just walks right by them like he didn't even see them. And goes to the back of the room because there's a need in the back of the room, if you please. There's a man there with that withered hand. With a withered hand. Now, hey, before I go in, let's just talk about the withered hand a little bit. Because, see, the withered hand, if, if, if there was somebody even here tonight with a withered hand, a lot of times it looks just like this one. It's got skin on it. It's got, it's got knuckles. It's got fingernails. It's got joints in it. The only problem with a withered hand, it can't do that right there. It cannot grip like that. It's lifeless. It's there, but there's no power in it. There's no strength in it. Hallelujah. It sounds like a lot of religious people in America to me. They have no strength. They have no power. It's kind of a withered condition. What used to be. What has been. We don't need just a has been experience. Or used to be experience. We need to feel the fire now. We need the power of God now tonight. We need to get a grip on Jesus. We need to get a grip on truth. We need to get a grip on the love for the house of God. Oh, come on. Let's give God thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so Jesus looked at this man. Now, it's obvious, elder, that he could have said, you're healed. and He'd been healed. He could just, he said, but stretch your hand out. Just like the other, put the hand out there. Uh Now, if the guy would have said, no, there's no need of that. Had too much pride, didn't want people to see his condition. You know, I mean, we hear all these kind of excuses. And he could have just said, no, no, I mean, if you're the master, why can't you just take care of it? Why do you got to uh, put me on the spot here in front of people and say, put your hand out there? Hallelujah. But you know what? The Bible says that the man obeyed and he, and he put his hand out there and it was made whole instantly, immediately, just like the other one. Hey, when you obey, if you don't, God won't. But if you will, he will. Praise God. I said, if you will, he will. Come on, let's give God worship right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You know, this principle is also found 
in Malachi chapter 3. In verse 8 through verse 12. When it talks about tithes and offerings. And the elder made mention of it this morning. And I know what he was saying was absolutely true. Because there's people in the town that I pastor in. In Burlington, North Carolina. That pays tithes to the church every week. And they don't come. It's not because they're not physically able. They just don't come. They just don't come. And uh, But they send their tithes by somebody or mail them in or pay them online every week. Faithful as the clock. You know why? As he said, because there's a divine principle in it. Because when you give to God, God's going to bless you. And God is going to give to you. Saint or sinner, because it's the divine word of God. Hallelujah. And so in this uh, Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 through 12, you, it talks about tithes and offerings. And it says you are to bring them into the storehouse, which to us today is the type of the church house. You bring them with you into the church house and you give of your tithes and your offerings. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And uh, and so somebody, you know, the Bible talks about where they said, hey, you know, uh, we give our tithes and offerings. And uh, yeah, but not the way you're supposed to give them. Praise God. God has a plan. It's 10%. It's not the percentage you think. It's the percentage that God's put in his word. Tithe means a tenth. Hallelujah. And so he said, if you will give it, notice this, I will bless you. The windows of heaven will open up on you. You need to read the next verse. And it says, if you do this, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He means I'll get the devil off of your back. I'll get the devil out of your house. I'll get the devil off of your trail. If you pay your tithes, give your offerings. Oh, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. There's a joy in giving, and I found it to be true. The more you give to Jesus, the more he gives to you. You ever found that out? Hallelujah. I had somebody years ago uh, in town. They was a, just a sinner person, and they thought they was going to make a cute statement and kind of intimidate me or whatever. And Because uh, they knew I was a preacher. And they said, whoa, it looks like you're blessed. They's going by the vehicle I pulled up in, whatever. Looks like you're blessed. I said, I cannot help but being blessed. Can't help it. And he, he looked at me like, what do you mean by that? I said, because I've paid tithes on every dollar I've ever made in my life. As a kid all the way up to this very moment. Hallelujah. I've never made a dollar that I haven't paid tithes on. So I'm going to be blessed. I can't help but being blessed because it's the word of God. It's the word of God. You say, well, I can't catch up on all the past. You don't have to. Just do it now. Praise God. Just do it now. And God is going to bless you. And if you keep on doing it, he'll keep on blessing you. And he'll keep the devil in check for you. Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In other words, he said, I will protect you. I'll watch over you and your family. Praise God. I'll protect your job. I'll protect your marriage. I'll protect your testimony. Praise God. I'll I'll protect your health. Hallelujah. Because I will take care of the devourer. Hallelujah. But if you don't, he won't. It's up to you. I said, it's up to you. 
Hallelujah. There is a great need, I believe, in our world tonight. And that need is for a Holy Ghost, Jesus name revival. Praise God. Heaven sent devil chasing revival. That's what we need. Sin killing, disease dissolving revival. Oh yes. And I know you're in revival and I'm hearing good things, but you know what? There's more to come. I believe we're getting ready to see many more souls baptized in Jesus name. Many more souls filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of your family members are coming. Some of those you've been working with, they're coming. Some of those you've been witnessing to, you've taught Bible studies to, get ready, they're coming. I said, get ready, they're coming. Because God is going to honor your faithfulness. Hallelujah. I believe it. Revival, restoration is going to take place. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, you know, what is so awesome? About the scriptures that I read to you. Here in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. Israel had just witnessed one of the greatest visitations from God that they had ever had. I'm telling you, they just, they just seen the, the dedication, hallelujah, of the temple. And great things that happened. Glory cloud comes in there. It's so powerful. It's so awesome that the ministry couldn't even preach because of the power of God that had, it's just like a, a spiritual fog. It filled the inside. Hallelujah. Well, wouldn't that be good to happen again? Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so here, here they just witnessed all of this. And, uh, and the prophet of God, if you please, Isaiah is just kind of kicking back and saying, boy, wasn't that good? Wasn't that awesome? That is so neat what we've seen here. It's, this has just been a glory cloud of God upon us. And uh, so he's getting a little breather. And about the time he starts getting a little breather, hallelujah, the Spirit of the Lord speaks to him. And says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Follow this sequence here. Follow this. If my people, which are called by my name, not just anybody. Oh, yeah. You know, we got people in North Carolina. They'll say, I'm a church member. They haven't been in 10 years. You know, but no physical deal. They just don't have no desire. They just don't go. Okay? And, uh, and, and, and you start witnessing to them, and boy, they'll get religious on you quick. And they'll say, I'm a member of a church. Well, of course, I've been pastoring in my city for 37 years, so I know some people. All right? And so they'll say, I go to church. I say, well, what church do you go to? And they'll say this. They'll name off some church. I said, but who's the pastor there? See, I already know. I already know. And, and you should see him. Uh, 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 I said, wait, his name is this. You know, just next time you go there, that, that's his name. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just go ahead and just give him the name, you know, try to help him out a little bit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so right then you know that they're not faithful. They don't even know the pastor and who, they don't know his name. And of course, if you, if you really want to get them, you ask them, well, what did they preach about last Sunday? Uh, uh, well, I wasn't there last Sunday. And I'd say, well, what about in the past month? What have you heard from the pulpit? Well, well, I hadn't been there in the past month. And, uh, you know, and find out sometimes it's been a year, it's been five years, it's been ten years. Sometimes they got baptized when they was a little kid. They'd hardly been back since. But they're quick to let you know I'm a member. 
I'm a member. I got baptized in that church. Hey, there's more to it than just something that happened 20, 30 years ago. And I'm, I'm not playing down anything that, anything you've had between you and God, but you gotta keep it afresh, brother. You gotta keep it afresh, sister. Praise God. Hey, hey, I got baptized 57 years ago. 57 years ago. That was good for then, but I gotta, I gotta feel him now. I gotta know he's real now. 57 years ago. That's a long time ago. Praise God. I got to feel the Lord now and know he's moving in my heart now. Now. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves, pray. Everybody say humble. Everybody say pray. Everybody say seek my face. Turn from the wicked ways. Then he said. I will hear their prayer and I will forgive their sins and I will heal the land. In other words, I'm going to restore to them what the world has stolen from them. Praise God. And what the devil has taken from you. Hallelujah. I'm going to restore it because you have humbled yourselves. You have prayed. You have, you have turned from your wicked ways. Hallelujah. And so good things is going to happen in your life. Everybody say amen. It's, you know what? It's guaranteed because God's word says it. God's word says it. But so here's the point I want to make. So God is telling Isaiah, Hey, you want to keep the power and you want to keep the things flowing like it's been the last few days? This is the way you do it. Yeah. Praise God. You know, this great mighty move of God. Great revival needs to be more than a one week deal. Right. It's got to be more than just a Sunday deal. Praise God. And so we got to keep this thing flowing. And so Isaiah, if you want to keep this power that's just been manifested, that you've seen and that you've witnessed like you've never seen a witness before, you got to keep on praying. You got to keep on believing. You got to stay away from wickedness. Praise God. You got to seek my face. Hallelujah. And then good things are going to continue to happen. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Solomon, Solomon, praise God, had witnessed a great manifestation of God's power. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, chapter 5, chapter 6. But now, there's something for now. Everybody say there's something for now. We are people of the name. We're, we're a continuation of the book of Acts. Hallelujah. The New Testament church, I believe, started on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, hallelujah, and somebody said one time, what branch of Pentecost are you? I said, we're not the branch, we're the root. We're the root. Praise God. We're not on a branch of anything. We take our roots all the way back to the book of Acts. We're not a break off of anything. I said, we're not a break off of anything. Praise God. We take our roots to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, because that's where the church started. Ladies and gentlemen, the church did not start in Rome. The church started in Jerusalem in the upper room, 33 A.D., on the day of Pentecost, that's when the church was birthed. And we are in a continuation and extension of that day. Come on, let's give God praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I believe that God has done so many good things for all of us. But you know what? If we're not careful, these blessings only become memories. Hallelujah of the past. Well, at one time I used to have really a walk with God. I've heard people say stuff like that. I've heard people say, I used to really be close to God. 
I've heard people say, I used to have the joy of the Lord. I've heard people say, I used to be glad. The gladness of God was on my life. life." I've heard people make statements like that. And it's sad. It's sad when it's all used to be. Hallelujah. He's an on time God. he, He is a now God. He's not just a God of the past. He's a God of the nows. Hallelujah. He's a God of the present. And, 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 and if, if you will humble yourselves and pray, but if you don't, he won't. It is up to you if it's going to be. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe this church can have all the power it wants to have with God. I believe this church can have Holy Ghost revival. Praise God. It's up to the membership. It's not up to the mayor of the town. It's not up to the governor of the state. It's not up to the sinners or the backsliders. It's up to you. I said it's up to you. Praise God. And if we will humble ourselves and do what the scripture says, we are going to see a demonstration of the power of God. Hallelujah. And so we must humble ourselves. Hallelujah. Take steps. Praise God. Get rid of our pride. Get rid of our selfish attitudes. Hallelujah. And have spiritual renewal. Have blessings begin to flow. Praise God. And it all, you know, from, from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, there's two underlying themes throughout the whole Word of God. From Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Submission and obedience. You see those two things run from Genesis to Revelation. Submit and obey. Submit and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus. But to trust and obey. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. I believe that. Because when I was eight years old, I heard a preacher preach a message. And his title was, if I make my bed in hell. I was eight years old. And I made up my mind. That night, elder, somebody may go to hell, but it won't be me. It won't be me. Because I'm not going to that place. It's too horrible. Because by the time he got through preaching, I thought I was smelling smoke and seeing flames. Hallelujah. And I ran to the altar, and there were some others, and before the week was over, 20-something people got baptized in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. And somebody says, well, I don't believe in preaching a spooky message like that. You might scare children. Well, if it's a scare, it's still working. Because it happened when I was eight years old, and I'm locked past that age now. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. But you know what? I got a hold of something that night at eight and I never have turned my back on it. I've stayed in the church ever since because I got something that the world didn't give and the world can't take it away. Come on. Let's give God some high praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So humble yourselves. Pray, pray before the Lord. Hallelujah. And I believe the more we pray, I believe there's power in prayer. I believe there's power in prayer. Praise God. Prayer has always worked. It worked in the Old Testament. It works in the New Testament. It worked in Acts 2. Because they were together in the upper room praying, tarrying, praying for the promise of the Father. And so it happened then, and it still works tonight. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Praise God. When you're, when you're an elder and you're, and the, and your man of God gets in this pulpit sometimes and say, folks, you know, I just feel like we need to have a special call to prayer tomorrow night or, or maybe a chain prayer, eyes by hours, you know, different people take different, whatever, ever how you do it, it doesn't matter. Praise God. But when he says that, you need to respond. You need to respond because he's feeling something in the Holy Ghost. And so if we don't act on that, we can miss something that God is wanting to do. 
But it's only going to happen if we submit. It's only going to happen if we obey. Praise God. Because if you don't, it's not going to happen. I said it's not going to happen. And so we've got to pray. Everybody say pray. Everybody say pray. Somebody said it a long time ago. If you pray, you stay. If you don't, you won't. Praise God. If you pray, you stay. If you fast, you last. Is that right? Hallelujah. But if you don't, you're not going to make it. It still takes prayer. It still takes fasting to have the miracles and the power of God. But say hallelujah. And so then he said, seek his face. Long for it. Strive for it. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, if you seek him with all thy heart, you will find him. You know what? That was conditional. That was conditional. Somebody says, well, I'll just say, say my little breakfast prayer. I'll just, or I'll just do some little lay me down to sleep prayer. I'm not speaking against any of that, but I'm going to say sometimes you gotta, you gotta, gotta do more than that. If you're going to get somewhere with God, he said, if you seek the Lord with all of your heart, everybody say all of my heart. Then he said, I will be found. If you don't, God won't. Because he said, you, there, it, this is where you got to do it. Praise God. And when you do that, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. And when we begin to pray and call on him, hallelujah, I'm going to tell you good things begin to happen. Good things begin to happen. Then it says God will hear. He will hear and God will heal. Does anybody need to be healed tonight? Hallelujah. Physical healing. Maybe something that's happened in your past that's still a problem in your life. You, you need healing from it. You need restoration from it. Maybe somebody did you wrong. I don't know what it could be. Many things that could happen. Or maybe it's just something going on in your life right now that maybe you haven't even shared with anybody else. But you know it's there. And you know it's real. And you know it's a problem. And you know it's a situation you need victory over. I believe God is able to do that tonight. I believe God is able to do that tonight. Hallelujah. And so if we will do our part and ask and seek his face and repent and believe, then you know what? When we follow those steps, and I'm closing with this, but when we follow those steps, this is what's so good about this. God is obligated because it's his word. It's his word. So somebody said, I'm putting God on the spot. Well, you don't really put him on the spot. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. But there is a plan. Hallelujah. And you got to obey his word. And, uh, and in other words, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the, the old saying where you say, I dare you. I dare you. You ever dared somebody? I dare you to do this. I believe God has said, I dare you to follow these steps because if you follow these steps, I'm going to show up. Praise God. And good things is going to happen in your life, in your home, in your church, at work, at school. Come on, let's give God some praise and worship right now. Oh, let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him right now. In Jesus' name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, the other day, the other day I was sitting in my office and I just started thinking about, just started thinking about Sister Riggin, what the church means to me. What the church means to me. Been around it all my life and and the church has, has been nothing but good to me. And, and uh, I, I, I love what I have found in the house of the Lord. 
Praise God. And so I just started, I got my pen out. I just started writing down some things and, and, uh, about what the church means. Hallelujah. Because of the church, I found out how to pray. Because of the church, I found out how to repent. Because of the church, I found out how to get baptized. Hallelujah. Because of the church, I found out that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for me. Somebody say amen. Because of the church, I found out that here on Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I found out that there's one true God and His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I found that at the house of the Lord. Praise God. And, 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 and at the house of the Lord, I, I've, I found people to fellowship with. Praise God. That could strengthen me. That could encourage me. That could be a friend to me when I'm going through the trial of my life. Praise God. Because of the church, I've been in the hospital, fed on my back as a kid, and they thought I was dying, and people came and prayed for me, and I walked out and hadn't gone back. Praise God. Because of the house of the Lord. Praise God. Because of the house of the Lord. Me and my wife, when we first got married, and, uh, and we didn't have too much of anything. And, uh, and we was down to just, uh, I don't know, can of beans. And there wasn't much left. And it's still going to be a few days for payday. And, uh, so we just said, God will make a way. God will make a way. And the very next day, very next day, somebody knocks on the door. I go to the door, a lady's standing there. And she said, kids, we kids, we, we're so young married. And uh, she called us kids, and she was right. Hallelujah. And uh, she said, I was at the grocery store, and the Lord spoke to me. And told me to buy y'all some groceries. She had two sacks. She had one in each hand. And back then, you could, put, you could get a lot in there. Hallelujah. And they had those big sacks, man. They didn't have these little plastic things where you put something in it, bottom falls out of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. They, they had big old sacks. And they, had, they had all kinds of stuff in there. And, uh, and so she, uh, she says, I, I don't, I don't know, uh, if, if you really need it or not, but I just felt it. So I just want to give it to you. And so we said, well, thank you. We try to be real cool. Thank you. And said, that's so sweet of you. So nice of you. And hallelujah. And she walked away and we closed the doors. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you know how that happened? The need was met because of the church house. I said because of the church house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God will make a way for you. I got dedicated as a baby in the house of the Lord. I got married in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Oh, let me tell you something, friend. God is so good. I said God is so good. My grandparents found Jesus and they, they had their funerals in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Hey, I'm telling you, God's church house is a good place to be. I said, God's church house is a good place to be. And most of all, I found joy. I found peace. I found righteousness. I found a future that is secure in the house of the Lord. Hey, 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 most of all, I'm going to heaven tonight because God's house has preached truth to me. Let's everybody stay. Let's lift our hands. Let's love him right now. Hallelujah. Oh, let's praise him right now. Let's praise him right now. I love you, God. I love you, God. 
I love you, God. Glory to God. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's done so much for me. I could not ever tell it all. Most of all, he has taken my sins away. Hallelujah. So I got some real friends tonight because of God's house. Hallelujah. I like hanging around the saints of God at the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so if you think I'm going to do anything to hinder, embarrass, or to bring reproach upon this church, it ain't going to happen. I'll tell you what I will do, though. I'll be faithful to this church, and I'll fight for this church. Because this means everything to me. It means everything to me. There's no other place like it in the community, like the house of truth, like the truth church. Praise God, where you can find the answers to your questions, to your questions. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many's glad you're in the church house tonight? Praise God. Let's, let's just reach out and love him right now. Let's just reach out and praise him right now. Come on, let's just give God praise. Let's give God praise. Oh, I love you, God. I love you, God. Come on, come on, come on. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. In the name of Jesus. I found it all in the word of God. I found it all in the word of God. He can be a doctor to you. He can be a lawyer to you. He can be a counselor to you. He can be a friend to you. Hallelujah. Whatever you need, God can be that for you. He can be your mother. He can be your father. He can be your brother. He can be your sister. He can be whatever you need at the moment. I said he can be a raise to you when things are not going financially right in your life. Whatever you need, God can feel that need. God can do it for you. Praise God. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder, I wonder how many tonight in the close of this service and uh, we're just gathering around this front and say, God, I want to commit myself to you. I want to give myself totally to you, God. Praise God, Lord. I want revival in my heart. I want revival in my home, God. I want revival in this church, Lord. Oh, I want to be a soul winner, God. I want to be a soul winner, God.